It's episode seven of the Toadstool Boardroom for the week of July 13th, 2022. I'm Logan Plant, joined by Odell Harmon Jr. Hey, hey, everybody. And Chris Schreiber. Oh, hi. Free Slurpee Day just passed by on 7-Eleven. Did you uh, take oh. advantage? Did you? No, because you need an app now. You need Are you kidding me? Rewards app. I'm sorry. To go and redeem a Slurpee. Of all the places that is going to like... We're going to do this. Like, they're going to hold it to this standard. Uh-huh. We're doing it at 7-Eleven. I need an app. Yep. I don't have the storage on my phone because uh, I would have to delete the Nintendo Switch Online app, which is just too valuable to go. So <laughs> I was not able to go. You use it every it's not day. The fact you have to have the app. It's the fact that you have to sign in, create another account, another set of passwords. Yep. Yep. I hate the ones that are like, even if you're not buying nothing, I'll put a credit card in there. And it's just like, at that point, I'm just like, bro, I'll give you the $2. <laughs> All right, that's that's the as off topic, maybe, as we'll get this week in the boardroom. We got a good show ahead. We're going to talk about a very exciting new Nintendo Lego set, a new Kirby spinoff game coming to Switch, but let's get started with Bayonetta 3. Nearly five years after its announcement, finally has a release date. It's coming to Switch on October 28th. New trailer dropped just on Twitter this morning. Looks like July is just a month-long Twitter direct so far from Nintendo, seemingly. They're just dropping something new. Almost every day. A uh, new trailer looks absolutely bonkers. There's like a train going down a highway. You're shooting off the back of it. There's these like sick transformations. There's like a new playable character. Some returning characters I vaguely recognize from when I played the first game like five years ago. Uh, but looking pretty cool. There's also a naive angel mode. I like the name I of that a this. lot. Uh, that makes the game less risque. The tweet said, by turning it on, you can play right in the living room without having to worry about what's on screen. <laughs> I love that <laughs> wording from the official Platinum Twitter account. Yeah, it uh, basically gives Bayonetta clothes uh, during her like hair transformation fight scenes. Uh, there's a special edition coming. It was only confirmed for the UK this morning, but it is officially coming to North America as of this afternoon. It comes with an art book and three unique game sleeves that form like one piece of art when you put them together for each Bayonetta game, one, two, and three. So to make that work, they're also releasing Bayonetta 1, a physical version, which previously only came as a part of a digital download of Bayonetta 2 that's coming at select retailers and our favorite, the My Nintendo Store, for $29.99, and that is coming in September. So a lot of news from Bayonetta this morning. Chris, what'd you think? I'm glad that we got a date. I'm glad that it's in October because I think it, it fits that vibe for sure. I think we even uh, collectively kind of agreed, you know, we expected that to happen. Um, we did. I think, I think the game looks great. Funny enough, while I was watching it, uh, I did I did find myself like, I think it's funny that no, nobody that I've heard at least has looked at any gameplay from this game and been like, I don't see how this can run on Switch, which is so funny to me because – here like, we go again. No, no, no. It's just because, like, we do it only because we do it with other games. Like, yeah. we and for some reason with Bayonetta, I guess it's because they've proved it. Like, we've, they've, we've done it with two other games at this point where uh, we know Bayonetta 1 and 2 run great on the Switch. Um, but, I mean, no. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Bayonetta fans. I'm less excited for the game now after this trailer. And I think it's because I recently played – not to get too far off a tangent, Devil May Cry 5 on the PS5. Okay. And I think I'm just getting to a point in my life with some of these, like, so over-the-top action games where it's like, 
I mean, it's just that's just what it is. Um, I just can't. Like, I laugh that it exists, and I love that it exists for people that want it. I don't know that I'll play this game. Um, but I mean that the, the action looks cool. Like, it looks like a fun, you know, looks like a fun game. Yeah, Odell, you were telling us you played the first two. What did you think of this trailer? You know, I'll go ahead and get that out of the way too. I did, I was like, oh man, this game looks good. What? It looks good. No, no rumors popped up. I was just like, this looks good and also believable to be on Switch. I was like, okay, you know, it's not pushing polygons, but it looks polished. Yeah. You know, where where I feel like I didn't expect the Bayonetta game to be polished on the Switch. I thought it was just gonna do the hey, it's passable and the frame rate doesn't drop, but we frack, you know, we sacrifice all visual fidelity that it looks like you know they've made a great compromise go them to the team and to elaborate on Crescent, i'm not gonna i'm not excited to play this either just because i've never been a fan of the devil may cry play style of games period i don't know if there's a genre or term that we use for those style of games but it you know it looks like something that should have came out possibly five years ago and i would have maybe played it but now it's just like mm, i'm I'm not really sure. And I I was invested in the band of the storyline up until two completely went bonkers with the story. And it, it made almost zero sense of like, it's my child, it's me, time travel. No, it's the other demon that turned into a baby. That's you, but not and I was just like, okay. All right. Clearly, what? clearly <laughs> nobody wants me to care about the story. Clearly, so Logan and I have not played this game. <laughs> Yeah, I played the first one, and I had one of the most rage-inducing times with it. I'm I'm like you guys. I think the game is... I love the style of it. I think it looks super cool. From what I've... I have not played two. I've played one. From what I've seen of two and what we're seeing of the pre-release coverage of three, I like the kind of color palette and set pieces more in those games than what I played in the first game. The first game was, I thought, very drab color wise and did not have much variety from level to level and just what i've seen of two i've seen a lot of it uh, and this one too it just looks a lot more creative i think in its set pieces and i guess more risky with its enemy designs and its color choices like it looks more fun to look at which for me who is not going to memorize these 16 button input combos to become really good at this game i just want to be able to mash buttons see pretty colors and have a good time uh, I think this game looks really good. I think, like you guys said, looks great on Switch. I think that we are getting to that point in the Switch's life cycle where we're, we've kind of unlocked that next level of what software developers can get out of this thing since it's been around for so long. This is also the first Bayonetta actually developed for Switch. Both 1 and 2 are on it, but 1 was, what, a 360 game and 2 was a Wii U game. And yep. uh, now 3 is built for the Switch. So, yeah, it's probably going to look and run great. Um but yeah, I'm glad we finally have a date for this game. Five years in the making. It's one, I think, like the big three of Switch games that we feel like we're never going to come. This, Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2. We finally have the first one of these three things coming out, uh, and that is exciting. But man, that special edition, still no word of if it's going to even be able to find it or how limited the retail version of Bayonetta 1 is going to be. And like we talked about last week, that's still a problem. Bayonetta... You know Real quick, Bay- Bayonetta 1 uh, released October 29th, 2009, an era of some of the brownest video games we've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. That was like, it was just like this, like this. Everything's muddy. Filter yeah. over 360 games <laughs> that just looked like that. I did not like the first one visually. Uh, but then, yeah, there's this boss fight near the end of the first game. 
that was so hard. I I think I died like 30 times in a row. I was playing with my oh. friend Kevin. I switched to handheld mode so I could mash the buttons faster because the Joy-Con they were closer together. Oh, because there's touchscreen support uh, on the in handheld modes. So you can just like touch the touchscreen really fast to like build up your combo meter. And I still couldn't do it. Wow. And I just remember we were sitting there. We had a baseball game on the TV, and I'm just sitting here in misery, just trying to beat this boss. Eventually did it, but it was. It kind of turned me off from trying the second one, which is why I haven't yet. I fully admit I'm bad at Bayonetta games. The combat styles just never clicked for me personally, but I think I share the same sentiment as you guys. Thrilled for Bayonetta fans, this is finally coming. And one of us has to play it. It's the behind-the-scenes Toadstool boardroom rule. (laughs) Published by Nintendo, one of us has to play it. Who's it going to be? It's probably going to be... I mean, it's probably going to be... I mean, I could... My thing is, I just don't have no desire... I mean, but I played the first two, so I'm like, it wouldn't kill me to play this one. But you have the I, most experience. You do. You do. I think it's your turn to uh, step up to the plate. <laughs> All right. I love I that. Like, I, love, I might have to play it, but I don't have to like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. You know, talking about the pre-order thing, my thing is, I get it's cool that they have like, oh, like you know, get get the first game and the second game, but you have to get this new version because. You know, the first version didn't exist, so we can't do this cool thing. And I'm just like, that's a tall ass. Get the special edition and get a new re-edition of the first and second game just to have the complete edition. To me, the first, the, the special edition should just come with the first two games. And then just a sleeve, like a digital download of the first two games. And then maybe just the extra sleeves just to have and swap out on three. That could just, yeah. I, I don't know. The, the fact of buying more games that won't be readily available just seems dumb to me. Like, I can't even make it make sense in my mind. It is pretty stupid. Like, if you are a Bayonetta fan, and you you probably already own the Switch releases or or the PC one. I mean, how many times has it come out at this point? And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. now I'm going to buy a cart to sit in a box, to sit on a shelf, just so it could sit with the new one for $30 more. Like, it is a little cringy. Especially because the... Bayonetta 2 already came with one. Right. Every physical version came with one. Right. So it's like you're, you are definitely rebuying that game. I mean, it's a cool concept for a special edition, like three new art sleeves sure. for the trilogy of games, but it is a little clunky. I guess it's it makes sense that they're not printing that many of them. Right. The I whole that, that's like, going to make it even worse be because... Miserable. Yeah, this is going to be that really means, bad. I, I don't... You know, here's another thing. I, I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but after coming off the Xenoblade reveal, I'm like, I watched Bayonetta and I felt a couple things. I was like, okay, Bayonetta probably had a similar effect to Ness. Like, people were maybe aware of Bayonetta, but never, like, knew about her, but then she was in Smash. So, like, people were like, oh, she's cool. And then we had that one Smash where, what, the both finalists at EVO were Bayonetta players? Like, I'm pretty she sure people were like, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm thinking, so, Bayonetta's popularity, for at least Nintendo fans, clearly has to do with smash brothers and the switch and clearly they notice in the sense that like i i as i watch it i felt like a lot of care was put into thinking this might be people's first actual bayonetta game or true introduction to her so we're gonna you know make it good make it pop make it polish and then i'm like but the xenoblade game still look like trash and that's like a nintendo thing which makes me think in my mind they are like man xenoblade fans don't care They've already accepted this trash. They're going to accept oh, it man. again. I can't agree with you. No. Sitting there saying Xenoblade 3 looks like trash. That the, game looks amazing from what we've seen. 
for that game for that game being a Switch game, that game looks very good. What I but you don't have to say that for Bayonetta though. You're just like, yeah, it just looks regular good, and I understand the limitation because it's on Switch versus Xenoblades. It's like this looks good for Switch and Switch alone and nothing else. That's different than saying it looks like trash, which is what you yeah, so, that oh, is different. No, it, I, it looks like trash. I'm not giving it no. Oh, pain. he's okay. He's going back on it. I was gonna say, uh, you said something about how Xenoblade fans will look at it and be like, "Oh, well, they'll just accept this." I almost said, <laughs> you know, you could say the same thing about a lot of Pokemon games <laughs> because there it is. Yeah, Sword and Shield. <laughs> legit looks like trash <laughs> oh okay so you're saying I'm, i won't deny that yes there are parts of sword and shield that look like trash but that but i will not act like the same does not apply to xenoblade let me go find a tree in xenoblade real quick hold on <laughs> hold on let me, oh, <laughs> let me go find a tree from that trailer sword and shield and we, looks trash and plays trash so uh, i think xenoblade probably what. plays fine I haven't played them yet, but uh, I think it probably plays better than Pokemon Sword and Shield. Man, Anyone okay. here played Pokemon Sunbreak Sword yet? Looks fine in battle. Anyone played uh, Monster Hunter Rise yet? No. Nope. I t- payday is Friday. I told you when 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 payday comes, okay. I will I like get you say the game. that every week. You know what's at the front of my uh, mind right now? I get paid on what? the first and the fifteenth. I'm by monthly okay. Saturday. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll mark, I'll mark that away. When Odell oh, gets oh no, got paid. What are you buying? What are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Live Alive is like right at the front of my mind right now. That is all mm-hmm. I've been thinking about. And it's it's the idea of playing it. I haven't even played the demo yet. <laughs> it's on my Switch, but like oh, I've been man. so busy the last three days that I'm just like, I can't wait to just be able to sit down with this for two hours oh, and just like God. sink my teeth into it. I almost did something so stupid this weekend. You reminded me. So as y'all know, Klonoa dropped on Switch, but I bought the physical copies from play asia because I, I really want to have the game because i love the series so much and one no one reviewed or talked about the game so shame on you big outlets shame on you all second second of all i like i saw people playing it and i was like but what if i just went ahead and bought it again so i can play it all weekend and then i i'll just have the and i was like no that's stupid you're an adult you're an adult and it still hasn't shipped. I look. You're an adult and it's your money. Odell. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have never done that. And I am also not going to tell you how many copies of the Persona dancing games that I own. And I'm going to leave what? it at that. I'm going to leave it okay. at that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a double dipped, maybe even triple dipped on a handful of games. Yeah, it's 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 a problem. It's a problem. Okay, let's uh, let's move on though, real quick before our next talk. I gotta talk about Monster Hunter for just a split second because that's all I've been thinking about literally the last two weeks. Sunbreak has consumed my life. I have played it for over thirty-five hours in the last two weeks. Wow! And that includes two weekends of being gone without my Switch. So this is only during the weekdays. Got back from a weekend trip Sunday, Monday. Called up my Monster Hunter friend. We played for four hours straight. I think I went to the bathroom once, and that was the only time I stood up and <laughs> looked away from the screen. Like, this is the most a game has gotten its hooks into me in a very long time. Like, I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. And I am just here to get on my soapbox again to urge both of you and the Toadstool Boardroom listenership to try Monster Hunter Rise if you have not yet. 
because Sunbreak is so, so good. It is so good. There's so much content, and all of it's fantastic. That's all. I'm very happy for you. Thanks. I'm I'm happy for you, too. I'm, I'm that happy you that, you, <laughs> that you like your video game. Okay. It's I'm excited it's to try it. on Switch. It's, and when it's gonna we, be whenever a happy we sit Switch down and do a, like, whenever we sit down, maybe at the end of the Switch's life, if that ever comes, not convinced it will, to do a top 10 Switch games list, this is going to be on it. I can tell you that right now because it is. It's that good. Okay, just had to had to throw out the good word of the Monster Hunter out there one more time. Let's talk about Kirby Dream Buffet, which was announced also through a Twitter drop earlier this week. This is a spin-off Kirby party game coming this summer. No release date, no price announced, very few details about this game that they announced that is apparently coming out in the next two months. But it's a 3D party game, spin-off, four-player races. The Kirbys are in balls rolling around, kind of like Monkey Ball. People on the internet were comparing it to Fall Guys. I don't really see that a ton. I think that's just because Fall Guys is the hot buzzword right now. There's um, one. It looks cute. There's one mini game in it that as soon as it's when you see the Waddle D's behind like the four main Kirby's that they have lined up, like mm-hmm. that I think is what people are going off of. Because I was with you where Jess was like, "Oh, it's like, uh, you know, it's exactly like Fall Guys," and I was like, "I don't understand." I'm not getting that it's vibe at all. Players. Yeah, and that was just it. And then as soon as I saw the Waddle D thing, I was like, eh, okay. Uh, yeah, it does not say that it, you know, has like 30 players or anything. Single system, one to four. Um, but then like the UK site said something about online play. So there's like differences between what the different Nintendo sites right now are saying about this game. Like so. if this game doesn't have online play, I will be floored. Like, I mean, it'll still, I'm sure it'll still be fun. And, you know, remember how we were talking about party games, how there was only like the four games will now have like the fifth or whatever game. So I'm like, yeah, it looks cute. But I'm just like, this really should be online. It, it, it has it, everything about this screams like you play it online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roll down delicious courses against other another player locally or versus a whole gang of colorful, hungry Kirbys online. Right? But then the Nintendo of America site just says one to four player single console. That's weird. What is that? I'm going to go with the UK. I'm going to go with the UK. Because that's what you want, or because that's what no, you No, because think? it's just like, no. I don't understand. It what, makes no sense. I don't understand what that would have been in the trailer then. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that they're allowed to do this. Just like drop a trailer and not explain it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is super bizarre. Uh, and then there's a ton of screenshots on the UK site. Uh, I think this game looks cool, though. I want to start there. I like the little Kirby spinoff games we got on 3DS. There's like the DDD Drum Dash rhythm game. That was a good time. Uh, there's like the fighters ones. There were some free to play experiments. I think it's fun that now that the main Kirby series has gone 3D, we're getting a 3D spinoff game. I think this looks like a cute idea. I want to know pricing, like free to play, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I think because that could make a big difference. To me, this full looks like a game. $20 product. This looks like full, a full price play game. game. I, play? I say it's oh, a full we are price all game. over the place. With are you being serious? <laughs> like, I'm being dead serious. Like, no, like. No way! I have learned to temper my expectations on these things. Kirby is a main IP for Nintendo, especially with America being like single console. I can easily see this being a regular price game, a regular price being anywhere between forty to sixty dollars. No way! If it's if it's like Fall Guys, and this is, I'm gonna have a really stupid reason as to why I think it is. 
and it's because in the screenshot on the Nintendo UK, uh, like, you know, release of this game, whatever, there's a brown Kirby that is not in the trailer, which means that there are five different colored Kirbys that they have shown for this game. Why would they have mm-hmm. five of them if it's only a four-player game? I understand that you could probably change the colors, but yeah. In Smash Brothers, for years, there were more colors than players supported. That means nothing to me. That means absolutely nothing. But to me. back to back to Odell's point, I think is Mario I, Kart a forty-player game? No, no, it's a twelve-player game. No, but I think making this making people pay fifty dollars for this, and we don't know how we don't know anything about this really. Making people pay forty dollars for this if it is only four-player is sending this game out to die. I don't think so. Charge forty dollars. I, I don't. We look, are how, so divided. No, no, hey, no, we no, don't no, know look, enough. Like, look at the Mar- look at all the Mario parties before the recent one. They were regularly priced games. Look they, at they, all they the were... Kirby games on 3DS that they were, look at Kirby Fighters Two, which they released on Switch for twenty dollars. This it, is that. Wasn't Kirby Clash free? Yes, there was a free to start game on on Switch that was Kirby, and you had to get like the Apple Gems to basically on it was yeah it was they like modeled it over a mobile yeah yes um yes it was like monster know. hunter kirby free to play i'm fascinated this, by this game this is a four-player game okay this is a oh. four-player game that's i think it does have online like the uk site does i think that is still one to four local one to four online i think that you i don't think there's going to be eliminations like in fall guys i think the internet jumped the gun saying it's a fall guys lookalike when really it's going to be a party game where you play on different stages and you work to get your Kirby the most treats. The, there's a screenshot on both sites that has the four Kirbys on the scales and the biggest one wins. I don't think there's eliminations. I think it's about racking up points across games. And I think it's going to be $20. I think this game is going right. to be terrible. If it's all, all right. I did some UK research like my fellow boardroom members. And there's a Peggy, you know, the Peggy 12, it's Peggy 3 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, it says exclusively on Nintendo eShop. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that little, that screenshot there makes me think, okay, maybe I'm wrong. That seems like a really odd thing to say exclusively on Nintendo eShop. Yeah. How many first? It is a download only title. It is not a retail pack. Right. There's no way Nintendo would release a $60 or even $40 download only game. Sushi Striker, Wave Sushido, was a forty or fifty dollar game and got a retail package. This is a twenty dollar downloadable game that will be fun for twenty minutes and then no one will touch again. I don't know. It, I, I still could, I don't think like it'll this. be free. You know, it, it'll. You know, we might get a you know thirty dollar game, but you know, free with Switch Online. Yada yada yada. I would love that. I don't know if they're there yet. I don't know if Nintendo is yet at the point where they're going to start putting full games like this in switch online they should they absolutely should get to that point it's a great incentive to add to that tier but i don't know if they are ready to give up just the net raw income of selling this game to people who already subscribe rather than pushing their subscription base i did not i did not realize that ign ran with that headline like i hope they're right because if they're not they're gonna look real dumb everybody ran with that headline nintendo life ran with it kotaku ran with it everybody ran with the fall guys headline because fall guys is huge again right now and i just i don't like it it's it is a misleading headline to me because it's not it's a maybe it's not we don't know we all we 
all we have to go off of is this trailer and a synopsis that they have posted. That is literally it. We don't have I'll... any insider information on this game. No, no, we don't. It's, it's not we, Fall Guys. We could, we could sit here, we could sit here and like guesstimate until we're blue in the face, and we could all be wrong. Well, let me let me to ask you this: If this was going to be a massively multiplayer online Fall Guys like experience, why on earth wouldn't that have been in this trailer? If this was more than a four-player game, how do you not lead with that in an announcement trailer? How do you not have that in the description on any of your websites? If you're not going to like this answer, but it's the truth. It's Nintendo. No, that's a lazy answer. I do agree with you. I do agree with you. But they give so little in this trailer <laughs> that, like... What... You know what makes me think this game won't be free to play? Like, it just... Like, it looks genuinely good. Like, it looks too good for a game that's free, if I'm being honest. like if uh, you look, Fall Guys like, is free? That game looks great. I don't accept no, that. No, either. no, no. Fall Guys is simple. It has a very simple... Or there's a difference. It looks mm -hmm. great because it's simple. This Do is like, okay, like... Like, okay, look, I'll share game. one screenshot with so y'all can look. Four player where they're having, player. like, a race on, like, a, on a sherbet ice cream-filled land. And I'm like, no, you do not put that much detail in the game. That's can I ask a dumb question? Yes. Is there – do we have any free-to-play first-party Nintendo games on the Switch at this point? Tetris 99. No, you need Switch Online to play that. Oh, no Switch Online? Free-to-play? Uh, no, I guess – when you, you say know first what? party, do we That's... mean like with the characters or just first party Nintendo? This is a Switch Online game. That's exactly what this is. Okay. okay. This is a Switch Online game, and this releases at the September Direct. At yeah. the end like of summer. Same day? Yeah, like same day. Oh, this is because what we talked about before, September is when those subscriptions need to roll over. Right. That's what this yeah. is. I'm locking How many it players in. is it? It's four players, and that's fine. I will die by that. That's fine. Players. I I can I can agree with that only because I don't trust Nintendo. I'm amazed that they got Fall Guys to run on Switch at all. I don't trust Nintendo to be able to figure that out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Look at how Mario Strikers Battle League—you couldn't even play with eight consoles at once. Yeah, maybe if it's not four players, it's max eight because we've seen some games be eight players, but I think it's four players. I'm going to stand by 20 bucks. I think this is a $20 game. I think it's I weird they change, didn't announce that, though. I will change my answer to this game will be priced higher than everyone is expecting. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe not full price, but it'll be a price point that's going to make everyone complain and have a new discussion and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Maybe there's a first player. I hope another trailer comes. There's like a, a, a single player campaign. So I can be like, oh, there he is. There's 40 bucks. That would be, that would be insane. A monkey ball. This is more like monkey ball than Fall Guys. I just want to throw that out there. They're literally rolling around. It is way more like a marble game than like Fall Guys. I'm, I mean, I that's true. Be mad about that if that's yeah, me yeah. neither. Yeah. But anyways, Chris, you've convinced me. I was going back and forth, free to play or twenty bucks. I agree, free to play. They've experimented with it before with Kirby specifically. The fact that they didn't announce a price, I cannot think of a time where they haven't announced a price. On the uh, for announcement for an announcement like they this. don't give you anything like this they're just saying money. we're making a thing and it's coming that's literally all yeah. they've done. Mm -hmm. 
All okay, right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But if it if it has a price, Odell, it is no more than twenty dollars. I will be shocked. I will buy you lunch if this game is more than twenty dollars. <laughs> you just buy me the game? <laughs> no, I'm not. If it's more than twenty bucks, lunch is cheaper. That's a hell of a lunch. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right, we all got to go to the Kirby Cafe when we go to the Boris Room Japan troop. That's all I want to do now. All right. Okay, wow. <laughs> Didn't expect that to get as, as heated as it did, but I love it. I love it. So real quick, before we move on, I want to talk about what do we think of Nintendo's lineup for the rest of the year now? Because we basically have an idea, I think, of what it looks like at this point, unless there are more surprises in store, an Advance Wars release date potentially. But from what we know right now, this month, we've got next Friday on the 22nd, Live Alive. Then the Friday after that is Xenoblade 3. Then September 9th is Splatoon 3. Sometime this summer is Kirby's Dream Buffet for either 0 or $20. Uh, then on October 20th, we got Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. October 28th, Yay. Bayonetta 3. And then November 18, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. So Chris, let's start with you. How are you feeling about the second half of 2022 for Nintendo? Uh, I think it's solid. I think, I think them, and we said this before, but like, I think them not having a first party direct is fine. Like they have enough in the catalog at this point to keep them going. And I mean, first party included that we already knew about, right? Splatoon, Xenoblade. Um, I, while I don't think there are a lot of games there that are for me, um, I think for like, probably the more i'll say the more hardcore nintendo because my my interests branch out everywhere i'm i'm not a lover of one device i'm a lover of many um you know i think uh no one no one's gonna no, no one's going near it. <laughs> <laughs> um no i think uh if you're a diehard switch fan there's between monster hunter and xenoblade like if you're a jrpg fan or just like a fan of Japanese development in general, this year is a banger for you on the Switch. There's so much coming out. Mm -hmm. How about you, Odell? What do you think? I think it's I think it's like A plus actually. If I had to give it a ranking, because there's something there for everyone, and there's consistent drops. And so one of the biggest things, like I've talked about on shows with y'all in general in life, professionally, non professionally, is that. You know, since 2020 and the releases of, you know, the Series X, Series S, and the PlayStation 5, people have constantly been like, where are the games? Where are the new games? You know, not the remakes, not, the, you know, the enhancements. Where are the new games? Xbox is just kind of like, hey, we have Game Pass, but that's mainly old games, you know, day one, like, you know, indie titles and some things here. PlayStation, you know, they're, you know, they're coming. We, we know they're coming. They're big titles and stuff. But Nintendo just quietly you know, during these game droughts have been releasing content consistently. Maybe they're not the Marios, maybe they're not the Zeldas, but, you know, things like Animal Crossing, Metro Dread, we got Pokemon, you know, the big titles are there, but even when they aren't, games are always consistently coming out. New, unexpected, fun, and this year is just further proof of that, where if we look up the lineup of, like, games that have an official release date, Games that people are excited about that we know for a fact are coming this year, have release dates and stuff. The majority of those games are Nintendo games. Nintendo has just been quietly, in my mind, winning for the past two or three years. And I say quietly because we're not making a fanfare about it. We're not like, you know, every Xbox press comes, people are like, we got the games. And I'm like, but do you, though? These are things that have come out. 
are going to come out or things that just I feel like generally aren't exciting. It's just a numbers thing. But Nintendo's like, no, you have the games. I look at like my collection of Switch games, regardless if they have Mario in front of Tyler or not. And it's like, I'm, I have every year five plus Switch games, you know, since 2020. And it's like, and I, and I, and I don't realize I look and I'm like, man, I have a lot of Switch games. There's a lot of content the Switch has given us despite its faults. And this year's just another showcase of that. Because the crazy thing is, guys, there still may be more games that we are unaware that are still going to come out this year. I don't think anybody else could be like, oh, look, there's seven games for the Switch. Like, if PlayStation has seven games announced right now, we're like, that's it. We, they're not adding more. But the Switch could very realistically, between now and December, have three to four big titles coming out that we don't know. And that just blows my mind. Yeah, I feel like if that was true this year, we would have had a real direct this this last month or this month to kind of pull the curtain back on those. But I still, I see your point that like they always have stuff ready in the background to go. And I felt this way last year. I feel this way this year too. I'm loving the last couple of years of the Switch's lineup. I think that, yeah, we've taken a little bit of a break from the heavy, heavy hitters like mainline Mario or mainline Zelda or Smash Brothers or things like that. But what we've gotten has been so awesome for rounding out this library as a whole last year metroid dread mario party superstars love it this year things like nintendo switch sports very random come out of nowhere a cool addition to the switch's library or live alive that just shocked everybody at the direct when it was announced like just so many cool things that are satisfying very specific corners of nintendo's audience and i'm just a big fan of that because we know the big things are still coming we know that next year will hopefully be the big blowout year for breath of the wild too but then in the meantime there's so much cool stuff coming this year and there are already has been a lot of cool stuff this year kirby was outstanding pokemon legends i really liked that game like it's just i think it's been a really cool year so yeah i like this lineup a lot uh i am excited for over half the games on it personally and the ones i'm not personally into i still think are super valuable and exciting for the switch so i think it's been a great year and it's going to be a great second half of the year i do want to ask I'm- Go ahead, Odell. Oh, yeah, I just want to say real quick, Logan. I know what you're saying about, like, maybe we won't get those big games, but I don't know because these past – look at the turnaround between Kirby announcement, Kirby release, Metro Dread, uh, Metro release. You know, uh, I mean, hell, even this Kirby this Kirby free-to-play game, so to be determined, their <laughs> announcements outside of, like, Bayonetta, that's one of the few ones, and maybe we knew Sparks of Hope was coming, but their, turn, their announcing a game and turnaround and delivering a game has been really quick lately all of a sudden. And, like, you know, there was that rumor about that Donkey Kong um, IP uh, thing release, you know, but the company just do that. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. And Donkey Kong's announced in September, and we're playing Donkey Kong in October. Like, just with the rate of how they've been announcing and releasing things. I just, so. the, the reason I push back on that is I don't know where you put them, right? We know Nintendo holds on to games to give all their releases room to breathe. Like, Xenoblade has been done for who knows how long. They moved up two months just because that's how they wanted to space things out. When I'm looking at a game or more every month, August doesn't have a game, but you have two in July. One's on the 29th, so that's basically the August game. Then you have a September game. You have two in October, and you have Pokemon in November. You could put something in December. Maybe there's one surprise thing waiting in there, maybe deciding if it's going to be Advance Wars or something else we don't know about. But I just think that the schedule-wise, it's so full, and they don't want to stack it so things don't get their proper time in the spotlight before they move on to promoting the next thing. I think Advance Wars is a rare exception in that that game, they could say at any point that game is going to come out. 
I don't think they will. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they will specifically because uh, the GoldenEye HD remaster for Xbox is done. Like the achievements are posted on uh, like Xbox's achievement database. Um, they have not released that game, and they pulled it. Allegedly, they pulled it from E3 because of the, the conflict in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the the only game that I could see them like double dipping on. Uh, if for some reason I don't know if somehow that gets resolved and they decide they want to release it, because uh, that game is done. Um, what I was going to say was, as far as we know, and maybe I'm wrong, this is the only year. In the Switch's life cycle, where we don't have a Zelda thing at this point? Uh, yeah, I think that 20, what, 2018 didn't? The year after Breath I'm of the right? Wild? Those Breath of the Wild was 2017. Hyrule Warriors was 2017. I thought we missed 18. And then I, when did Cadence of Hyrule come out? Because if that was a 2018 game, then that would I fit. I think it was. I think that was. No, I'm just thinking of the no. physical release that no, came out later. I worked where I work now when that came out. Yeah, Cadence Iroh was 2019. Yeah. And then Link's Awakening was 19. Age of Calamity was 20. Skyward Sword was 21. So 2018, there was nothing. Okay. But the Champions Ballad DLC came out in what, like December of 2017? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty close. Yeah. But if any, I still think if, if Odell's prediction of hearing about something that's coming out is true... It's it's Zelda, it's Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. I think that's I think the so. main thing left for the year. That if it is coming out this year, that's what we haven't heard about. If I had to guess, yeah, I could see them. I could see them doing that like the week before Thanksgiving, because I think if you wait till December, it's like same day as Pokemon. Oh crap! That's November eighteenth. Yeah, so they've no. done it before. They released what three D World and. X and no, it was something in 2014. Smash and Pokemon came out on the same day. Yes, in 2014. I do remember that, which is bonkers. <laughs> Why did they do that? That is just insane to me. I, I feel but, like yeah. you know, Pokemon's good. Like Pokemon's going to be good regardless of what releases around it. So I feel like if they wanted to announce like a remaster of a Zelda game, which would also probably just do good without anything around it, I, I feel like they could come out a week apart from each other on a Friday and that'd be yeah. fine. I feel like yeah, Mario. Those are the three that probably get a pass: is Mario, Zelda, and pokemon like because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter when they come out people will buy them at some point and yeah. they're not going to be any cheaper so <laughs> yeah zelda's come out every time every month on the switch what breath of the wild came out in march with the system link's awakening was a september game age of calamity was a november game skyward sword was a july game like they're everywhere it doesn't matter yeah wind waker could be a december game i i think that i would love I think that that's really what my gut's telling me curl up no on insider the, information curl up on the couch Cold winter night with Wind Waker. Oh, baby. It sounds so good. It does. You know, I, I, I really hope they just, just because I feel like there's a trend now. And I mean, clearly that could be no rhyme or reason. But I really just hope there's like, hey, y'all, here's um just an IP that everyone loves. And there, there's a game. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have fun. Like, I'm not even saying it's Donkey Kong or just, just literally like, it could just literally be like, hey, here's a Star Fox game. Just because why not? <laughs> <laughs> here's a star fox game it's bad just like the last three it would be because star fox games are bad I i'm upset the world 
No, because y'all convinced me, not y'all too, but the world convinced me that these games were just the holy grails of like space shooters or something. The holy and rails? I played Oh, the holy oh, oh, I see what you did there. Wait, were you making a pun? Yeah, on rail because they're on. Rail oh, okay, shows. okay, cool. I was just making sure because Chris's face was looking. I was like, oh, because it okay. was bad. Because it was a bad pun. No, <laughs> I, I'm giggling it, at oh, uh, Logan apologizing to me like so quietly. <laughs> but yes, I was just like, and they were just, and I, I even put like you know, I grew up in this era, like goggles on. It was like, no, this is like, if I played this on the 64, I'd have been like, this is like, what the hell is even going on? And that. <laughs> Chris takes the glasses off. <laughs> okay, Starbucks tangent. Because uh, I don't think that I don't think it's a good series. I don't think it's very good. I think that it was sixty four was good for the time when it came out, and then everyone tried to recapture the magic. And every time, like it's not as good as sixty four. Yeah, because it was only good when it came out. No, even Star no. Fox sixty four. Star Fox. Is Star not Fox sixty four is a good game. I will agree with you that I look so weird with the glasses off. Um, Star Fox. Do you agree with me on that? Star Fox sixty four <laughs> is like still holds up to this day. I still believe that. Like the fact that you can go in and play that game, like you can crank that game out in an hour and a half in one path if you choose to. I mean, like you know what I mean. Like it's just it's such an accessible game that has so much replay value and is fun to play. And you can't say that about any of the other games that came out afterwards. Um, those games are also pretty bad. Star Fox Adventures. While an incredible game is not a Star Fox game, it's a good Zelda game. <laughs> I don't even think most people agree with you that that's a good game. Oh, I enjoyed it. Not it's true a, at this all. one part you have to be the raptor by pushing the button really fast, and it's damn near impossible. I had to read tips and tricks and do the spoon trick where you get a spoon and you put it on your GameCube controller and then you tap the spoon really fast and then it somehow all. taps the button really fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for people for older for yeah. younger generation, if you don't know. Old school games required you to tap buttons stupid fast sometimes. And if your little hands can do it, there's a spoon trick. You get a spoon. You're like, you're like, I like I you're not if you're not watching, it doesn't matter. But you put the spoon, the control on the on the table, you put the spoon, the, the fat part on like you know the button, and then you got like the skinny part, and then you tap that really fast, and it, it, it works. It works for any tap game that you lose. Try it, it'll change your life. Old oh, man. Wow. Bro. <laughs> Mario Party tips are being yeah. dropped on this show. So you had to read you look you had to read tips and tricks for how to do that in Star Fox Adventures and someone on the internet told get a spoon. No, it was really in tips and tricks. Tips and tricks told me get a spoon because I could not beat this part like it's a it's a test of strength like you have a a trial of like courage mm -hmm. where like you know Stuff is going on the screen and you can't move the, the meter. But there's a test of strength that requires beating a raptor. Like, you're both pushing on a wooden thing. And, like, if you push it, it'll knock him in the hole. But if he pushes it through, you'll knock you in the hole. And I couldn't beat this goddamn raptor because, like, you needed, like, Herculean, like, or the Flash's ability to move fast. Why because, like, the second you got him to the edge, he, like, it, I, I couldn't tap fast enough. But they taught me the spoon trick. I, spoon I needed trick the spoon 18. trick for Bayonetta. Well, I couldn't yeah. mash the button fast enough. Are you looking up the spoon long. trick, Chris? I'm, I was just going to say, if if you have any, like, if you're questioning anything that he's saying at all, uh, if you go on YouTube and look up Star Fox Adventures Test of Strength, it's right there. Like, there's, yeah! there's an eight-minute eight video yeah! of a guy doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah! 
That's insane. That's Thank so funny. Huh. Man, well, where's my true Nintendo badge person theme? God. I haven't I haven't played this game since I played it on the GameCube. Um okay. so I mean it's possible I can play it and I think it's trash. But man. Yeah, Logan, go play Bayonetta and use this newfound spoon trick and you'll you'll be you'll... Bayonetta again. <laughs> Anyways, that's our Star Fox tangent. We'll have to return to this because there's a lot more to be said on Star Fox as a series. Uh but I want to talk about Lego Bowser now because he's here and he's enormous. 2,807 pieces for 270 bucks coming out on October 1st. Posable head, neck, arms, fingers, and he can fire a fireball. He looks great. I have personally been disappointed with the Mario line of Legos because they're not aimed at us. They're aimed at kids, which is fine. That looks like a cool playset, but not for me at all. Chris, you're shaking your head. I'm shaking Why? your head because I finished this this weekend, and this Ooh. is absolute. I'm holding up the question block for those mm-hmm. that are listening yeah. to the audio. Um, this is absolutely an adult build. Oh, uh, yeah, that is. That yeah. is, and the NES is. I'm talking about the main Mario set with, like, the chunky Mario. You know and, what? like, where what? you just build the tracks for him to go. What sucks about not that the, set? Not the question block. Okay. What sucks about that set, or, like, Lego Mario in general, is you the only way you get that figure is if you buy that whole starter set. Like, yeah. I get it's for children. I understand that. But, like, I want the little guy that, like, makes all the noise. And the only way I can get it is if I buy all these Legos that I don't need. Or I go on eBay <laughs> and buy it. Like, just sell that separate for 20 bucks and I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. But this Bowser looks great. This is a definitely more older aimed Lego set. I think he looks just so cool. There's even some, like, original pieces they made. I think the cones on his shell, something like that, is an original piece that they made just for this set. Uh, they said we we had to make him this big so we could make it as detailed as we wanted it to. And it looks so cool. I love the platform he's standing on. Yeah, I, th- I think this set is phenomenal. I I really, really like it. Yeah, I, uh, I said to Jess after, <clears throat> or when they announced this, because I was still in the middle of building the question block. Um I was like, there's a good chance I don't ask for anything for Christmas but this because it. I, I really enjoyed doing that. Like, I hadn't built a Lego since Lego Dimensions, and even those are, like, small. Um, and, yeah, it's just such a cool thing to, like, have as, like, a, you know, a piece in your office, you know, like like one of those, like, crazy figures um, that normally you'd pay, like, Sideshow Collectibles, like, some crazy amount of money. But instead, you can pay Nintendo. Yeah. Um, it – or uh, Lego, rather. Um yeah, the I love the design. I love that they made there's a whole video where they go into like deep dive into like some of the features that this thing has. I just love when you pick him up his little feet like drape like as if he's like jumping up. Um I thought that was really cute. Uh mm-hmm. I hope we get more of these. Uh I do, my wallet doesn't and neither do my walls. But um <laughs> yep. yeah, they're it's it's like the level of detail that went that goes into the question block um is absolutely insane uh especially considering how small the scale of the levels uh you know in that thing are um so yeah i'm thrilled to bits that this thing exists i skipped the question block because i'm like i like it but i'm i'm not in love with super mario 64 so i didn't feel the need for that one Mm. i have the nes and the tv which i love man logan Mm. with the bad takes today Mm. Talking, really? talking bad on Star Fox. Mario 64 doesn't hold up. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. If Star Fox 64 holds up, there's no way in hell Mario 64 does not hold up. 
It is what, like the sixth best 3D Mario game? I I also like the third or the fourth, but... But 3D Mario games are like the best games of all time. Right, like... Saying it's the sixth best is not an insult. No. Don't come at me, because it's it's a good game. But I would take 3D World, Odyssey, both galaxies, and maybe 3D Land over 64. I like those games more. But anyways, I skipped the question block set holding out for another Nintendo set that I would want to get to use that money and space on instead. I think it's probably this one. This thing is so cool. Oh, no, what do you think of Lego Bowser? Here, here, here's my bad take. I still need to get the Super <laughs> oh, Nintendo. No, I love that. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't find it. I will probably quick the, I love Mario 64, but I'll probably skip the question mark block because I, I can't have too many of these for, you know, yeah. space reasons. The There's just one glaring issue with the Bowser, and I, I just can't. Because that issue is so glaring to me. Oh no! I His nose looks like a contact lens case, and like that's all I see. And I'm like, why does his nose look like that? And it, it just nose? bothers me. It looks like a contact a contact lens case, and I'm like, why? Like it looks like I can flip up his nose and put my contacts in them, and I can't unsee that. I think it looks like Bowser's nose. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, I see it too, but it doesn't bug it. me. It doesn't bother me that much, but I definitely see it. Yeah, yeah. like I don't know, like it, it, like it's like you know, it's like you know, you know, seeing someone that you're attracted to and they like have a honker on them, and it's just like I can't see, I can't see the beautiful you past that. That's why I'm at. He doesn't have it on this one. See, yeah, yeah. that guy. <laughs> but I do love how mobile it is. Like when I see the guy walking him around, knocking the towers down, I'm like, oh, that is nice. That is yeah. nice. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys real quick before we wrap up, what Nintendo Lego set do you want to see? Once again, we're only seeing Mario ones. I would love them to branch out into other franchises. My dream that will not happen is the Blue Falcon. Captain Falcon's ship from F-Zero would be such a cool Lego set, Um, but it will absolutely never happen. But that would be my dream pick. My more realistic pick, the something Zelda would be really cool to see. Uh, I think that we could eventually see some sort of Zelda set or more consoles. Like I love the Lego NES, a Lego GameCube would be fun to build, something like that. I got chills when you said it. Because I I thought it and you said it and I was like, oh, baby, I I love the GameCube (laughs) so much. Any other ideas for what Lego kits you'd like to see them branch into? I want a Mario Kart Lego set. I know there's like a Hot Wheels thing, but like I would like, honestly, I don't know why. Like Mario Kart seems like that that would be the, the world interactive lego set that i would want personally if it had not to be without mario i would go metroid only because i feel like metroid like unlike the other things zelda 2 but metroid really has those biomes that you can just really get creative with where you know the lego so i feel like metroid would be a good one yeah and metroid lego yeah like just a giant metroid would be cool um even like like yeah there's so much you could do with that one like you could do Mm -hmm. samus's entire suit you could do just yep. like a level from the game. Um, that'd be a really cool line that like her ship four people. Yeah, her ship. Like yeah, there's four a, people would buy. Yeah, four people would buy. Um, <laughs> first I want to build an R wing and then uh, throw it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say an R wing. Unironically, <laughs> um, I would never buy that, but I think it would be cool. Um, it'd be so pointy. Uh, the King of Red Lions, I think, would be a good one. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
I can mm-hmm. get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of like like everyone always says Zelda, and as much as I love the idea of like I don't know, like building like where are you gonna put Hyrule Castle? Like what are we gonna do? Build the Master Sword? Like there's there's a lot in Zelda. You built a question block. You built a giant yellow block. You're telling me you wouldn't build a sword? Yeah, but the question okay. block has like shit in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> However, you can just Zelda it. almost seems it's too basic because. Okay, I feel like Zelda is too basic because Zelda would just basically be things you've already can make with Legos, just with like a slight Zelda emblem on it. Like, okay. right? Like, like it's it's a knight yeah. set. It just has a Triforce already. You know what I mean? Like that's not that. You yeah. Need. Like, that's cool. I'm opening up the question block for those that can't see. The fact that that, like, you know, folds out and, like, there's King bob and, like, all that. Like, that's super cool. That is cool. Yeah, like, the Master Sword, I feel like, yeah, but, like, a King of Red Lions, that feel like that would be worthy. But anything else, like Chris said, if it would just be a knight set with a with a Triforce on it somewhere. And it would just be like, oh, yeah, you know, we've seen this versus, like, Metroid or something. It would be like, oh, this is distinctly this thing. Like, you know, it, it's not like another set that we could kind of just kind of swap pieces out for. Yeah, the, the like yeah, the blue falcon, I think I really do like the idea of that one. They would never make it. I'd be the only one that bought it. They can't even make a F Zero game. They're never gonna make a blue falcon <laughs> Lego set. Maybe they need to popularize F Zero again through Legos. And then and then bring it back. <laughs> That'd to be games. so funny so, if like that was the I feel mean, like the good thing is though kinda like Pokemon, since it's Lego, the it, people will buy it, they won't care that it's Nintendo theme. They'll just be like, Oh, it's Lego. I love Legos. This thing looks kinda cool regardless of where it's from. Is what I, I could be wrong on that, but you know, people have made uh, Lego ideas for F Zero with the oh, Blue Falcon. Send them to oh, me. There's please. like, yeah, like so. If you aren't aware, if you go on uh, Lego Ideas, people will like make models of different little. The Sonic uh, one turned into a kit. It did. Buy now. It did. Uh, so did like Seinfeld and Friends. Um, yep. There's a lot of really like off the wall Lego sets that that's how they get made is because enough people are like yeah I would buy that and then they're like okay and they put it together. Ooh, I want. I, that reminded me. I want the Lego Sonic set. I've seen that. I, I need to. I've seen it too. I passed on it. Can't get over how weird Eggman looks. That's the deal breaker. Yeah. I can't get over Bowser's nose. I feel you. Gotta be picky about what Lego sets you get. Because they're expensive and big. So you got to be picky. And that was the deal breaker for me. That's fair. Yeah, I got to look at how weird Robotnik looks now. Yeah, it's just like, it's clear that he's fan made. Like, since it's a Lego idea, it's just clear that the Eggman is like someone just pieced it together with the parts that they could use. I mean, to be fair, wow, he is real derpy looking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, his mouth is yeah. like permanently open all the time. I mean, like the peach in this is pretty sad. Even the Mario in the question block is pretty sad. Um, mm-hmm. Like they are literally Mario is two pieces, three pieces. And the bottom is like the base of it. It's literally just a tan piece with, <laughs> with a mustache. That is pathetic. <laughs> and then peach that is, is really sad. Peach is like no different. She's like three or four pieces. But okay. yeah. All right. That's our Lego topic for the week. We're running short on time. But real quick, I did want to mention this because I thought it was neat to see. Uh, I think it's important to just briefly bring up in conversation. And this is a report from Eurogamer saying Nintendo of Japan has recognized same sex marriage despite Japanese law 
where same-sex marriages are not recognized under Japanese law. So basically, the statement from Nintendo uh, reads that we've established that a common law marriage between couples will be observed in the same way as a legal marriage, and that they want to create a work environment that supports and empowers each and every one of our unique employees. They said, alongside the partnership system in Japan, we notified our employees about the issue of gender diversity with a message from our president as a means of raising awareness of what diversity means. So it, it goes on uh, basically asking employees to adopt an understanding about you know, just being inclusive and welcoming of all of Nintendo's diverse employees. And I was just really happy to see this because Japan, very conservative country. Nintendo has historically not handled same-sex relationships very well in its games. The Fire Emblem has introduced it more over the last few years, but it's very limited in your options. And then the big one was Tomodachi Life, the 3DS game, where it just wasn't in the conversation at all. Like, there was... Anyone could marry anyone in that game. Like, you get a Barack Obama, like, marry your mom. But <laughs> you couldn't have anybody of the same gender marry. And uh, so to see, just to see the statement from Nintendo, I think it's a big deal. And I hope that this kind of internal statement of them going against the grain of their own country uh, is eventually reflected in the products that they release well. So I just wanted to bring that up. That is awesome. Um, when, you, when you first started talking about it, uh, I... I didn't. I wasn't processing what you were saying, and I thought you were saying like we as Nintendo recognize that there are gay people out there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> I think you said common law, and I was like, okay, got it. Now I see where he's going with this. No, that's great um, because there are uh, many countries in the world that would uh, not acknowledge that, and that's pretty crappy. Mm -hmm. And basically, it means that they're going to give like insurance benefits to their to their same sex couple employees. Yeah, yeah, as they would to a quote-unquote legal Japanese marriage. Right. So it's a big deal. That's that's a really big deal. I was just – yeah, I thought that was great to see. That's awesome. Um, historically yeah, Nintendo's the, Nintendo. Nintendo of Japan is the last place I expected to hear that from. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to see more, more of that uh, progressive thinking in their products. But just wanted to mention that an important part from the business side of Nintendo. But that's going to do it. For this week's episode of the Toadstool Boardroom, another one in the books. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the show on Twitter at ToadstoolBR. You can email us, ToadstoolBoardroom at gmail.com. You can find lover of many, Chris Shriver at... Shrives93. And you can find the ultimate spooner, Odell Harmon Jr. at... <laughs> Odell Harmon Jr. on all your favorite social media. And you can find me at Logan J. Plant. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week right back here in the Toadstool Boardroom.